0: Here now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hey, it's like Christmas! Uh, two weeks in a row, I get to talk with you guys, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Mark will be back with you, I promise. Next week, uh, we'll hold down the fort for you for the least next three hours tonight. So there's a bunch of immigrants that are heading to America on purpose, advertising it with cameras in tow, with chanting, with yelling, with screaming. And Donald Trump is now the bad guy because he threatened to defend our country. He threatened to send the military to protect our country. I want you to think about how the media is framing this today. I've been I've been watching this all day long and I just keep sitting there, and I'm actually at the point now where I'm not even mad about it. It's just it just becomes so comical. It's 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 literally I can tell you what they're going to say before they say it. So in a normal world, in a normal world that we should be living in, the headlines should read, if you're being intellectually honest, President of the United States of America promises to protect America by making sure that people can't break into the country legally, it would be like a good thing, right? Like it's like a good headline. It'd be the equivalent of dad puts doors on, uh, locks on doors to protect family from criminals who are planning to come break into your house. You would be treated as a hero. But this is how messed up of a world we live in going into this midterm elections where, where Donald Trump actually protecting our borders. He's now, quote, threatening people. This is part of the we're going to try to make Donald Trump look unhinged, 0. 0.7.0, 0, 8.0, 19.0, 0, 0, whatever. I don't even know what number we're on now. I mean the, the unhinged line is so uh, often used now. it's just it's become a joke. So the headlines are that Donald Trump is threatening like he's the agitator. He's the aggressor, he's the evil one. He's the mean one. He's the unhinged one to send the military to stop a migrant caravan that has the purpose of breaking laws in this country. You have to understand the, 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 what, what these migrant caravans are doing. These are illegal immigrants who are chanting and saying, I'm coming to break into America and you're not going to stop me. It's no different than someone saying, we're coming to your neighborhood and we're going to break in your house and we're going to steal your stuff. It's not any different than that. It's the same intent. We're going to come into your country, we're going to take your jobs, we're going to have kids there, we're going to steal your health care, we're going to make you pay for it, and you will not stop us. And we finally have a president that says, aha, yeah, I will, hold my Diet Coke. Can't make beer jokes anymore after Kavanaugh. Remember, that's now off limits. President Donald Trump said that he would send the military to block the migrant caravan headed to the United States border. I must, in the strongest of terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught. And if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close our southern border. Trump said on Twitter today. Now, this is where Trump, of course, became unhinged. This is, this is unconscionable what he's doing to close our southern border. How could you do such a thing? Again, in a normal world, with a normal media, The President of the United States of America, the headline would actually look like and read, President of the United States of America defends lawlessness across the border in Mexico and puts Mexico on notice that if they don't stop these illegal immigrants from coming across into this country, that we will close the southern border to protect our nation's interests. And and it it would be clapped by all, right, because this is what a normal president does. This is what a normal mother or father would do to protect their house or a normal person would do to protect their business. I mean, this is no different than putting a lock on your door, having a fence around your house, having a, a, a alarm system. If you know that people are coming for you, what do you do? You gear up. If I know that someone's coming to break into my house, I am going to get ready, and I'm going to warn them that if they break into my house, I will shoot them. I'm going to I'm going to gear up to protect my property, which is exactly what the president's doing. He's protecting the United States of America, our property, as citizens. Now, all of this I say to go back to a core point here. I don't hate people that come to this country illegally. I've said this filling in for Mark before. Uh, many of you that know me, I, I played tennis in college. Uh, I was, almost every one of my roommates in college was someone from a foreign country. My best friend is from another nation. One of my other best friends is from another nation. They both came to this country as a student, with a student visa, legally. They didn't break in, they didn't come in a caravan, they didn't chant, they didn't yell, and they love America, and both of them are still here. And both of them love this country and respect our laws and make sure that all their visas and everything are in order. They did it the right way. I have no problem with anybody from any part of the world coming into America as long as you do it the appropriate and the right way, and you wait in line and you do it the way it's supposed to be done. I have a big problem with people that just say, I'm going to break into your house because I want your TV, I'm not going to go buy my own. The President's tweet today was what a strong advocate for a civilized nation says you you know you look at what the media has done the last twenty four hours. Donald Trump is standing with an evil nation in Saudi Arabia. again, he hasn't stood with them. He said we're investigating, we're taking time He said today before he got onto that helicopter going to a campaign rally. It it seems that he was killed, and if that's what the facts bear out, there will be a very strong response from this country to Saudi Arabia, more than words. Remember, Donald Trump's a man of actions, not words when it comes to stuff. And, of course, they say, where's the outrage from Donald Trump? It's one of the most irritating things about all of this story with, with, with Saudi Arabia, and I'm using it as a compare and contrast to what we're talking about with, the, with how the media is treating him with this caravan of, of, my, of illegal immigrants coming to America. You have a president that they say must be outraged and isn't outraged enough on this one story, but then they say this president being outraged over the immigrants coming here illegally shows that he's unhinged and he's a terrible person and he should calm down and he should be loving. Which one is it? To the media, which one is it? Do you want a president that defends his country and fights for his country's interests like he's doing with these illegal immigrants caravanning to the United States? And then when he does that, you criticize him for doing it, saying he's unhinged and he's crazy and he's mean and evil and he's so mean to these poor little people. Meanwhile, he says about Saudi Arabia, which, again, I hate that this journalist was murdered. I also hate that the media acts like journalists are somehow more important than average people. I'm in the media. I don't think my life is any more important than anybody else listening. I don't think my life is any more unique than any other person's listening. I don't think that my job is it makes me any more significant in society or should make me any more significant in society compared to someone else that's just doing a normal hard day's work and something else that maybe doesn't get you, quote, fame or, or notoriety or whatever you want to call it. The media is so self-righteous that if one of their own gets attacked, they all come and defend and they all freak out and they all go into overdrive over it. And, And the fake outrage is, have you not been paying attention to the human rights abuses with Saudi Arabia? Do you not realize that they have killed women because the women were raped? They, they give lashings to women who are raped because they were sexually impure. They just allowed women to drive. And the only reason why they allowed women to drive in Saudi Arabia is because they were taking so much heat for human rights abuse against women. They're like, all right, screw it. Let's give them a license. That'll shut up the world. Every president in my entire lifetime has had a relationship with Saudi Arabia. I didn't. And Saudi Arabia has been brutal. You steal in Saudi Arabia. They will. They will literally take off a limb. They will cut off fingers. They will cut off wrists. They will cut off arms. They will cut off legs. They will cut off feet as part of punishment. They will give lashings to old people and young people in the hundreds and hundreds of lashings. They will throw people in prison who are dissidents or to criticize the government. They've been doing that for as long as I've been on this earth. And I didn't see any of this fake outrage from the media when Bill Clinton was having relations with Saudi Arabia. And I'm not talking about sexually. I know we have to clarify with Bill Clinton. No one was freaking out when Obama had relations with Saudi Arabia. They weren't writing these articles. They weren't, they weren't demanding more out of of Barack Obama with human rights. My point is the only reason why this one has gotten headlines and has taken on life its own is because it was a member of the media and it's horrific what happened to him. But his, but, but, but the media who's acting like this is something we must, I mean, the media is saying we, we demand sanctions basically because of what Saudi Arabia did to this guy that's been happening to other people in Saudi Arabia for as long as they've been alive who are writing these articles. It's fake outrage. I don't like how Saudi Arabia does things. I also know why we are an ally with them, because they're extremely tough on terrorism in that part of the world, and they do things that we don't do. We also need a place that we can land. We also need a place that we can fly over. We also have it for oil interests. Whether you like it or not, Democrats and Republicans have agreed that a relationship with Saudi Arabia is incredibly important. They've agreed that it's important. They've all said it's important. Obama agrees with Trump, and Trump agrees with Obama, and Obama agrees with Bush, and Bush agrees with Clinton, and Clinton agrees with the other Bush, and the other Bush agrees with Reagan, The Reagan agrees with Jimmy Carter. We've always had these relations with them. And so now, because they do something they've been doing my entire life, and it was towards a member of the media, now we're supposed to put in sanctions and change American foreign policy? when we've known that this is who we've been dealing with all along? So I give you that compare and contrast to now how Donald Trump's a villain because he threatens to send U.S. military to protect America's border, and they say this is too strong, this is too mean. Meanwhile, they're saying we want you to be mean, and we want you to be strong with Saudi Arabia because we demand it because one of our own was, was murdered. Which one is it? How is it that the same demeanor from the same guy can be 180 from one another all based on your perspective of I'm a journalist and I'm going to be bigger and better than you are and most journalists believe that they are better that their life is more important than your life most journalists are self important I can't use the word I want to use uh, I would argue that most journalists in this country especially those that you know they they throw the word journalism around like they're better for example than even talk shows or commentators Well, I'm a I'm not a commentator. I'm a journalist. I mean, get over yourself. I hate it that it's happened. I hate that this journalist was killed. But make no mistake about it. If you're writing articles freaking out over this, demanding sanctions, you as a journalist have not been doing your job as a journalist, paying attention to what has been going on in Saudi Arabia your entire life. So spare me the fake outrage and i think the president of the united states of america threatening to send the military to block the the migrant caravan or illegal immigrants heading to the united states of america is what a president should do regardless of party you don't welcome lawbreakers you don't you don't i mean what 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 does the media want donald trump to do what is and i know what the left wants him to do but i'm saying this directly to the media do they want donald trump to go down the border and 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 make a a great fence with big doors, open those doors and hand these people blankets and waters and say, please, come into America and break our laws and be a drag on our society and don't go through the proper steps and have no respect for this country and let me give you a big, warm Donald Trump hug? one 381 3811 one 381 3811 I'll get your reaction. You can tweet at me all during the show, Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter, Facebook. You can send me messages, Ben Ferguson uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, a lot of this, a lot more coming up on this on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. We'll be right back.
2: Much love, Ben.
1: Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And I promise he will be back with you next week and we'll hold things down for the next couple hours here. Uh, as We've we got a lot to talk about today. Donald Trump threatens to call the U.S. military to close the southern border as 4,000 strong and growing illegal immigrants push to the north. The president says the US military will close our southern border with Mexico if officials there don't soon stop this northward push of a massive migrant caravan. Trump warned that amid reports of this is swelling to size of four thousand people. The assault on our country at our southern border, including the criminal elements and drugs pouring in, is far more important to me as president than trade or the USMCA. Hopefully, Mexico will stop this onslaught at their northern border. All Democrats fault for weak laws, and I agree with him on that one. I will also say this. The Republicans need to get their heads out of the rear end and actually build the blanking wall. Now, we also saw a surge in illegal immigrant crossings in the last month, and that's partly due to the fact that there's a lot of people that feel like they need to hurry up and get in here in case Republicans do have a good midterm election. Democrats have been saying, you know, we won't have this wall and vote for us, and we want to have compassion, which translates into bringing as many illegal immigrants as you can. We'll eventually give them the right to vote, and they're all going to vote for us anyway. So we we were in favor of this. Democrats want as many illegal immigrants to get in this country as they can, because they know this. The more that get in here, the more illegal immigrants that get into this country, the better the chances they're going to have to give citizenship at some point. They're going to have to. And they know it. They don't want 12 million illegal immigrants in this country. They want 50 million. Because if there's 50 million, you can't get rid of 50 million people. You've got to give them citizenship, and whoever gives it to them, they're going to vote for that's their plan. That's what they want to do. 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Attila. I hope I didn't botch your name. You're on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Go ahead.
3: Hello, hi Ben. Hi. It's an honor to speak with you. Uh, I'm so glad that there's uh, intelligent millennials such as you. And, and uh John Muir of the John Muir show here in Green Bay uh to take over. Um I certainly appreciate your book, sir. It's called uh it's my America too. And
1: I'm glad it you won't grabbed be it.
3: much of an America if this kind of thing is to go on. But uh I was gonna make a point about about uh your what you were talking about earlier about the journalist.
1: Uh, it, we're having a hard time healing you, hearing you with the dogs, so let's see if we can get a better connection. In The meantime, uh, we'll try to we'll try that again in a moment. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Is Donald Trump doing the right thing as president to defend the border and say I will send the military down there to stop this caravan? This is what leadership, strong leadership, looks like. Ben Ferguson
4: filling in for the great one. We'll be right back.
2: Just in time for Halloween, the Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi nightmare continues. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
1: Welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. He will be back with you on Monday. I want to remind you, though, a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin will be this Sunday on Fox News, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, so make sure that you tune in for that. Uh, this Sunday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, set your DVR for a brand new Life, Liberty, and LeVen. Sunday night, Fox News, 10 o'clock Eastern, set your DVR or watch it live. Now, back to this issue we're talking about, which is, why do we keep calling these people migrants when they're not migrants? Migrants are people that come into a country legally. Migrants, I would argue, are people that actually break uh, don't break the law there are people that advocate for doing it the right way people that say screw all that i'm going to break into your country and and many of these migrants are breaking into mexico and mexico the reason why mexico isn't freaked out over this is because they're not staying in mexico and they know it they know they're just passing on through to america So if you want to know why Mexico's not freaked out by this, you want to know why Mexico's not stopping this uh, caravan of illegal immigrant lawbreakers, is because they know they're just passing on through. That's what they're doing. They're just passing through. The president's tweets today were measured. His comments were measured. Measured. Not unhinged, not crazy, measured. They were very measured. You're telling a country that we're supposed to be doing trade with, that's supposed to uh, respect this country, and clearly they don't. You need to stop these people, and if you don't, our relationship with with you will also be in jeopardy. Our relationship with you, our trade with you, and all these other things could very much be in jeopardy. So you need to check yourself, because if you allow this to happen to us, there is going to be an issue. Mexico is supposed to be an ally of ours. Allies don't let illegal immigrants break into your country when they know about it weeks in advance. This is exactly why I voted for Donald Trump. Because I knew he was going to stand up for us. I knew he was going to stand up and be a law and order president, which we've not had in a long time. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, you look at Reagan. Reagan, he gave out amnesty. He wasn't as tough as Trump is. George Bush was not as tough as Donald Trump is. We know that. Frank. Frank. Thanks for waiting. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead.
0: Evening, Ben. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? All right. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Mark. Godspeed and whatever he's doing. My view is this. We have a well-funded, well-nourished army approaching from the south. We don't know what they're carrying. We don't know who's embedded in there. Take that, plug it into an equation. The next thing on your equation is Nancy Pelosi on Sunday in an interview with Klugman said that there will be collateral. Americans who do not agree with the Democrat Party agenda.
1: You are correct.
0: Now, the answer to that equation, I leave to everyone's imagination but I take Ms. Pelosi's statement as a threat. I'm sorry, but I do personally.
1: Uh, well, Oh No, 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 you're wrong, because the media didn't report it that way, so therefore you can't
0: think that. Well, as an ex-military guy, <laughs> I'm 70 years old. Collateral damage means something to me, okay? You,
1: you can't say that. Nancy Pelosi loves everybody. Don't you know that? She loves illegal immigrants. She would never
0: threaten you. Oh, really? Why don't I believe? I'm sorry, but I can't buy that. Not after what I've seen happening to Republicans all over the country.
1: I, I also love how, you know, you know how everybody on, on in the media, TV, etc., talks about how they can't stand Donald Trump's demeanor, the way he tweets, how mean he is. Nancy Pelosi two days ago said she wasn't willing to trade over the border wall and called it, quote, Trump's manhood issue, referring to his manhood.
0: Is she willing to put herself?
1: And, 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 but no. But did you did, again? Let me quote her. It happens to be, it happens to be like a manhood issue for the president building the wall, and I'm not interested in that. Where is the again? Where is the media freaking out that she made a a, a sexual reference to the president's manhood parts? Where where is everybody saying Nancy Pelosi clearly unhinged? Nancy Pelosi is a terrible person. Nancy Pelosi should apologize to the president. Not a single article about it.
0: That is because they can say anything and we cannot.
1: They can say anything and no one no one no one no, no one,
0: one. Holds them to account. Bingo. You're right.
1: 100%. Thank you sir. Nice to talk to you. 1877381 thirty eight eleven one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me go to Michael. You are on the Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson with you this afternoon. Go ahead.
2: Uh first off, I'm very frustrated because of all the uh propaganda that every single radio host spews out there regarding illegal aliens. Okay? Everybody paints this picture that every single illegal alien okay, does it to to, to what do you call it? To uh, to do crimes in America. Crimes in America are these corporate companies, which are thousands and thousands of them, uh, just Monsanto, that will have all these illegal aliens all ready to come work for Monsanto for low wages. All right, I- I'm not disputing that. I'm not. Hold on.
1: Let me let me say this real quick. Let's go back to something you said at the beginning, and then we'll and then we'll continue on on your 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 train of thought here. Okay. I don't act like all legal immigrants are, are coming here to break laws. I know they are. Okay. Every moment, and let's deal with facts, not emotions, okay? Is it a fact that if you come into the country illegally every moment of every day, whether you're sleeping, working, whatever it may be, that you are breaking the laws of the United States of America?
2: Fossing. I knew you
1: were going to do this. What, what do you mean, what do you, wait, 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 wait. Michael, Michael, it's a simple question. It's not a trick question. You called me. Okay? I, I didn't call you. The idea that you say I knew you were going to say that, again, answer my question. You act like it is um, somehow ridiculous that I say that every illegal immigrant is a lawbreaker. That is their intent to break American laws. That's why they break into this country and they don't fill out the paperwork and try to come to this country as an actual legal migrant, which I have no problem with. You try to act like the, the breaking of the law is not breaking of the law. So you say, well, I know all you, all you talk show hosts, you act like these people are all lawbreakers. They actually are, Michael. I'm not saying they all have the intent to, to rape or to murder, I do think they all have the intent to steal because they're stealing from America when they come in this country illegally. They're stealing from the American worker. They're stealing jobs. They're not paying taxes the right way. Many of them undercut jobs and make money in cash. And the number one stimulant of Mexico's economy is illegal immigrants who take the money and send it back to Mexico. So to act as if the action of breaking into a country, is it means that you're not a lawbreaker it is absolute utter insanity. So I'll start back with a question. You you said that all you talk show hosts act like these people are lawbreakers. I'm not I, I'm not the one that made the law. The law is the law, Michael. The law says that you cannot come into this country illegally. By that definition, they are all breaking the law when they're here the entire time they're here. The
2: law that says. The companies, like Monsanto, it is illegal for them to hire illegal aliens. I'm in favor of
1: E-Verify. I'm in favor also of going after those that hire illegals. I've said for a long time, if you want to clean up this country and get rid of illegal immigrants, you don't have to deport any of them. All you have to do is start seizing hotels, restaurants, cars, equipment on job sites when you find people that are working and employing people illegally. I agree with you we have a problem with hiring the illegal immigrants, but you have a bigger problem is that you believe that these illegal immigrants are somehow not breaking our law when they come across the border illegally, and you act like it's at propaganda when it's not. It's fact. It is propaganda to treat people like they are doing nothing wrong when, in fact, they're breaking our laws. That is propaganda.
2: Okay, start enforcing the law with all these companies that hire illegal aliens. How come... There so so let me get
1: this straight, Michael. why can't we start enforcing the law the way the President wants to do, which is start enforcing the law at the border so that these people don't even have the opportunity to come in this country illegally and then get work illegally. Why, why are you so against well, yes, that?
2: You're Right, you're exactly right with that. But when it comes to federal, at the, the federal level, all these other constituents, you know, the, the, the politicians will lose that money. How big is Monsanto?
1: I, I, I look I, I don't know how much money they make. I don't know why you keep focusing on one single employer there's 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 fifteen million illegal immigrants in this country, maybe even more than that. I'm giving a, a, a low number here. There are thousands, say, tens I'm of crazy. thousands of companies I mean, no no, no i'm not I, I'm not saying you're crazy. Listen to what I'm saying. Let's not focus on one employer or one person. Let's focus on the fact there's tens of thousands of employers in America that employ illegal immigrant lab, labor. I agree it's a problem. But if you cut off the flow of the illegal immigrant, la- uh, 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 immigrant labor, then that is a great starting point to get this under control. Why would you? It's a two-part solution. I'm in favor of that. But when you have 4,000-plus people coming to your border right now, the president's job, and and they're broadcasting it live on social media, they're literally walking with the middle finger to this country saying we don't care about your laws and we're coming into your country and we're going to work in your country and we're going to undercut your wages and we're going to hurt the American worker and there's nothing you can do to stop us and this is how arrogant we are. Screw you, America. That is the president's job, to make sure that those people are in handcuffs if they cross our border and immediately send home.
2: As far, okay, as, far as that uh, news breaking story, whatever it is, uh, my honest opinion is that was rehearsed. Uh, I would even say, I would even go as far as saying that the Democratic Party has that rehearsed.
1: Uh, of course they do, Michael. I, uh, this is all propaganda for the midterms. This is all propaganda for the midterms. Democrats want to come out and say, we love people. We love illegal immigrants. We, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the only time she basically gets pissed off is if you are actually advocating for a if you are trying to be a law-and-order president or a law-and-order congressman, that's about the only time that Nancy Pelosi really gets mad at you because she stands up for the illegal immigrant, not the American worker. She stands up for people that break the law, not people that abide by the law. And then she threatens people when you get in her way, just like she did this week. Donald Trump tweeted out a a minute ago, hey, Donald, you know, remember when they threw a big party at the White House? This is coming from Nancy Pelosi, celebrating them passing their bill to get to gut protections for people with pre-existing conditions. I mean, she's talking right now about health care to try to move away from the other issue, which is she's threatening the American worker, the American family, with her propaganda, which is to give illegal immigrants the ability to come into this country illegally, and ha- and do that with no repercussions. And it's for one reason: she desperately needs them to be able to vote. That is what this is actually about. The Democrats are terrified that they're not going to win back the House and the Senate, and they were going to do it before they did the character assassination of Brett Kavanaugh. And it woke up conservatives who, honestly, we were kind of asleep. We would had a big win. We think, all right, Donald Trump's doing a good job. Maybe I won't worry about voting. And they woke up a bunch of people. And I believe without the Brett Kavanaugh character assassination, we would have definitely lost the Senate. I think now we're headed in the right direction. It's not over yet, but I think we're at least heading the right direction. And Democrats are terrified that they're not going to get the House and the Senate and they need new voters in this country because they don't have enough right now to win this thing. I mean, they lost. I mean, Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. You don't think they're freaking out right now and they need new voters. And the way to do it is get illegals in here and give them amnesty. And then they know they can win every national election. Look at what Beto, the fake Hispanic guy who wasn't even allowed to join the Hispanic caucus. I mean, this is a guy that, and that's running against Ted Cruz in Texas, who's had a legitimate shot of actually unseating Ted Cruz because he's walking around being the, I care about immigrants and I'm going to call me Beto and I'm in favor of legal immigrants. Call me Beto. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic guy that couldn't even join the Hispanic caucus. I mean, this is the same guy. That's trying to claim that he's got all this heritage to get all these Hispanic votes uh, on the uh, as stupid as it is when you have Pocahontas saying, oh, I'm one one thousand twenty fourth, you know, Cherokee Indian. They will do anything to win this election and they will do anything to destroy this country and its and its laws if that means they can get more power. And the way they want to do it now is to have 4,000 immigrants come in this time and break in this country, and we not stop them, and they're going to treat them as heroes, and then the 4,000 goes to 8,000, and the 8,000 goes to 10,000 next time, and then it goes to millions. That's what their objective is. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark
2: Levin.
1: It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to remind you, a brand new Life, Liberty, and Rule of Then is going to be airing this Sunday on Fox News, ten o'clock Eastern Time. Set your DVR or watch it live. Also, Our Police by Jack Levin. Mark's dad is out. Uh, this October 30th, it's a beautifully written, uh, colorfully illustrated book for your children or grandchildren. You can pre-order a copy at Amazon right now, and it's 30% off right now. So if you want to grab that, I actually I have a young son, and, uh, I got, yeah, and I got more on the way. So, uh, I'm going to be grabbing a copy of the book. You think, Ms. Berdoux, do you think, you think, you think, uh, Mark, Mark would mind, uh, you know, signing, like, taking a picture with it or something? Is that, can I, can I use the insider there for that? But oh, for me, no? Okay. All right. Glad we clarified that one real quick. <sighs> All right. <laughs> ah, I tell you, somebody just, I love people. I love, I, lo- I really do love people on Twitter and Facebook. So, uh, whoever, whoever just sent me a tweet that says you're a turd. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing some restraint instead of dropping F-bombs. At least you were semi-classy about it. I really do. Appre- I really do appreciate that. That's, that's some class there. Just just go with just turd. You're a turd. Coming up, more on Donald Trump saying we're sending the military the border. Is that the right thing to do? Also, Disney stars are, well, mad at Disney or something about their princesses. Political correctness gone insane. I'll give you the details on that coming up next on The Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling it.
4: Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting
0: from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Ben Ferguson with you today, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, who will be back with you, I promise, next week on Monday. It's always an honor to fill in for Mark. Two weeks in a row, I I really uh, hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. All right, coming up this hour, we got a lot to talk about. Donald Trump threatens to call. The U.S. military to close the southern border as 4,000 strong uh, illegal immigrant caravan is pushing through Mexico, which they've broken into, but they don't care because they're not going to stay there, to America. We're going to talk about that. Also, would you like an extra six grand a year in your pocket? You could get $6,000 a year extra. From a California senator who has got a new plan to give you $6,000. Let me say, first off, I am always in favor of lowering taxes. What I'm about to tell you about is not lowering taxes. I am always in favor of giving back the hardworking Americans more of their money. This is not about giving back money to hardworking Americans. This is about Democrats who are desperate to figure out a way to get people to vote for them. And they see their addiction to government aid by the people that they represent deteriorating at a very rapid pace. When you have unemployment numbers that are all-time low for African Americans, that is the worst news for, for, for any Democratic candidate. They need people to not be able to make it on their own, to stay alive. The Democrats' business model is have people dependent on us so that they cannot survive without us. Therefore, they vote for us. It's a very simple business structure of the Democratic Party. If you're a Democrat, it is bad for business to have people that are succeeding. If you're a Democrat, it's bad for business if someone is starting to make their own money. It's bad for your business as a Democrat if that person feels like they can actually take care of themselves and their family and are moving forward. You want to know why Democrats don't fix failing schools? I've said this before on this show. Democrats don't fix failing schools because without failing schools, they don't have voters. Democrats are not elected by highly intelligent people traditionally. They are elected by people that were failed by the public school system who then have such a small skill set that they cannot make it on their own without the government helping them. I would say that Democrats have purposely set up a public school education system, not even to indoctrinate anymore. It's just about making sure they're dumb enough to need you. If the Democratic Party fixes the schools in the inner city, if they fix the schools in the high crime areas, the high poverty areas, if they fix the schools with minorities where they were getting a stellar education preparing them for a life after high school whether that's through vocational training and going straight into the workforce or going to college, they lose out on too many voters. They cannot survive with a highly intelligent voting block in this country. So they have done everything they possibly can to make sure that they are consistently graduating people that cannot succeed on their own. Now, you insert Donald Trump. Donald Trump said, I'm going to get jobs back in this country, and he's done it. I'm going to get better trade deals. He's done it. I'm going to get rid of regulations that have destroyed American jobs. He's done it. I'm going to give incentives for companies to work in America and not keep their money offshore and build factories in America instead of building them overseas, and I'm going to fight back on tariffs, which he has done. I'm going to give back the American people more of their own money, which he has done with the with the Trump tax cuts. I'm going to have a country that is aggressively growing, that is better for everybody, where, where the water rises and so do all ships. Insert hardcore leftist Democrat who has, I would argue, virtually no soul. And the reason why I say that is based on facts. In the way that she tried to destroy Brett Kavanaugh with no facts. Where she did everything in her power to destroy a good man and his family name, all because of, in the name of politics. She has now come out with an idea that many Democrats are very excited about. She says that American families that are making less than $100,000 a year should be eligible for a monthly tax credit of $500. That's 6000 a year. Under new legislation they announced today by the Democratic Party, this Democratic U.S. Senator, Camilla Harris of California. She then went on to say that individuals making less than $50,000 a year should be eligible for up to $250 a month. That would be $3,000 a year. Now, she said, quote, Americans are working harder than ever, but stagnant wages mean they can't keep up with the cost of living increases. That is a lie. Americans are working harder than ever before right now because the jobs are good and the, and the economy is good, and many people went from part-time employment to full-time employment, and wages are increasing. Everything she just said in that sentence is, a, is, is nothing but a, 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 a lie. And for all the people that ever are obsessed with fact checking every Republican and everything that Donald Trump says, why aren't you fact checking her on that? Because that statement in her own words is a lie. Now I'm not going to focus on that for, for, that's, that's almost like a technicality lie compared to what I'm about to tell you. Harris's office as she rolled out this plan today, cited a 2017 survey from the website Bankrate.com that found that more than half of Americans cannot afford a $500 unexpected expense, such as a rent increase, a medical bill, or child care. Now, Bankrate Survey came out, and it said their headline of this own survey, went and found the article, says just four in ten Americans have savings, savings they rely on in an emergency. So what you have is you have, Camilla Harris is saying, okay, Obama phones aren't enough anymore to get somebody to vote for me, because people can actually pay for their own darn phone bill now. Food stamps are not enough because people are walking away from food stamps, and we're seeing record numbers of people fall off of food stamps because they're actually getting good jobs where they're being employed in a great economy and they're providing for themselves. Government aid to keep people in poverty is not enough, so now i got to do something new. i got to tell you that you still need more help from the government. And I'm going to do it because of a website called Bankrate.com that found that more than half of Americans cannot afford a $500 unexpected expense. Let me just explain to you how warped this logic is, this idea is. I'll go back to her first part of her proposal. She said American families making $99,999 a year could be eligible for a monthly tax credit of up to $500 or $6,000 a year. And the reason why she wants to give you that money every month is because she says that you don't have, you haven't saved, uh, $500 for an unexpected bill that could come in with a rent increase, a medical bill, or child care. So she wants to give you government-subsidized money so that you, making thousand ninety99 dollars a year, have an extra $500 so that she can pay for your unexpected expense. Now, my, my quick question for you is this. What makes you think that if you give somebody who's making nine hundred or ninety nine thousand, let me make sure I say this number correctly because I said it wrong a moment ago, so people on the left will freak out and said I said it wrong. So I'll correct it right now. Calm down. You're making ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars a year, and you can't save for a five hundred dollar unexpected expense. You're an idiot. What makes you think that idiot who's making that much money is going to take your government money and then go, oh, thank you, you just saved me from my unexpected next expense of $500. I'm going to save that money because that same dummy hasn't saved $500 of his $99,000 a year job? Remember when we had the tax credit that came out, the Bush tax credit? Remember that? What happened? Everybody took their tax money, and they, what did they do with it? They went out and bought a ton of crap, and it boosted the economy. And George Bush and those economists around him were right. People didn't save that money. They got extra money, and they went out and spent it right away. Go look at the stats. Camilla Harris, she knows that they're not going to save this money for a $500 unexpected expense. They're going to take this money immediately and just spend every dime of it every single month. On average, the idea that someone making $50,000 a year, if you give them an extra $250 a month of the government's money, which is our taxpayers' dollars, subsidizing people that make under $100,000 a year, that they're now going to save that money every month for an unexpected medical bill or childcare, you're an idiot. $250 a month is not going to save someone's life. It means that they don't know how to budget. This is nothing more than buying votes. This is not about, uh, and the fact that you're doing this under the, under a survey from bankrate.com is the reason why we need legislation in this country, which she announced today that is going to save America's middle class by giving them extra money a month, subsidized from the government, that now they're going to save that money and not spend it on whatever the crap they're spending their money on now, that they're going to become more responsible with that money compared to the other $100,000 they are making a year, is just liberal incompetency at its biggest form you can make. Bring this to a, a, a family level. If I'm making $99,000 a year, and I called my dad and said, Dad, I, I, man, I had a flat tire this morning. Can you, can you let me borrow 200 bucks? I don't have it. My dad would tell me to drive on the darn spare and get my house in order and my life in order and stop being a screw-up. He would not loan me the money, because if I'm making $99,000 a year, he would say, You're an idiot for not saving any of the $99,000 a year. If I was making $50,000 a year, to use her other example, and I had a flat tire and I called my dad or my mom and I said, Hey, Mom, look, I'm only making fifty grand. I just had a flat tire. I have no extra savings. I, I can't deal with this unexpected tire expense. Can you please send over $500 or $250 to use their math I I would hope my mom would hang up the phone on me. In fact, I hope she would say, I'm embarrassed by you. You're an embarrassment to the family. Get your life together, you moron, and then hang up on me. This is nothing more than buying votes. This is nothing more than welfare on a higher level than the welfare that we're currently in. That they've been offering. Instead of food stamps, you're offering people cash because they're not getting the food stamps anymore. So you still got to keep them addicted to you. You still got to get them addicted to you. That's what you got to do. Just get them addicted to you. 1-877-381- 3811-1877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
1: one thousandth one thousandth Hispanic Beto is doing his town hall right now. And one of his questions he got was, uh, are you a proponent of open borders? I was going to play the response, but let me just give it to you. It's easier. Yes. There you go. I saved you about 30 seconds of political BS. Welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark tonight. Uh, if you just join us, a, a little side note, just something so cool here I want to tell you about. The daughter of a hero officer who died in 9-11 attacks graduated from the New York Police Department Police Academy. Uh, the terrorist attack on 9-11 had an impact on, I would say, almost everyone that I know. But one of the most amazing things about that day is the fact that you had a, a little girl. She was only nine years old when her father, who was an MPD officer died while saving as many lives as he could from the Flaming World Trade Center. Officer Raymond Suarez was 45, and his partner Mark Ellis were posted on the lower east side of the city when they heard the two planes had crashed in the building. The two police officers didn't hesitate to respond. They got in a taxi and rushed to the scene. Suarez ran into the North Tower three times. He was able to save and Uh, asthmatic woman, as well as a woman who was seven months pregnant. The cool part is there was pictures of this police officer doing this heroic work that are still around today. He never returned from his third entry into the building. The tower collapsed before he could escape. Um, That officer uh, put his safety of his own life ahead of, uh, behind others and went in to protect people. Police Commissioner James O'Neill reflected on that day during the most recent NYPD Police Academy graduation ceremony, saying even now, 17 years later, none of us have completely come to terms with what happened that day, and I don't think we ever will. But this particular graduation ceremony was a reminder of the good that has come as a result of those attacks. That little girl who was nine is now 26. Jillian Suarez was sitting among the 249 police officers who graduated this week wearing, and I try not to get choked up because this is just such a cool story. My dad's in law enforcement. For for me, these things are really personal. She was wearing her father's badge number that they relisted for her. Julian told the paper, I've always loved law enforcement, but obviously when my dad passed away, I realized what I wanted to do, and that was follow in his footsteps, and I wanted to continue his legacy. That's exactly what she's doing now. Congratulations to um, Officer Julian Suarez, who took one more step down the path laid out by her father Raymond who gave his life to save others on 9-11 she's now wearing proudly for the rest of her career with the MPD her father's badge number God bless our men and women in uniform and God bless this young lady incredible story of a legacy that she's continuing to move forward Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin.
4: We'll be right back. 833 Ring B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, dot N.com, or call 833 Ring B H N, promo code Levin.
0: Conservative. And proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. So I told you earlier that uh, the guy who couldn't join the
1: Hispanic caucus, nay says his name's Beto, who's like one one one-thousandth Hispanic, but, you know, let's just play it up. Why not? Beto sounds Hispanic, so we'll go with it. Beto uh, is doing a town hall right now. On CNN, he says that he would vote to impeach President Trump. Quote, I would liken impeachment to an indictment. There is enough there to proceed to a trial. He also then tried to step that back saying, quote, I would not prejudge the outcome of that trial. All I'm saying is there's enough there. Sure, I believe you. Yeah, you're going to keep an open mind to this, Beto. Right. It would be funny if this wasn't exactly what they're saying all over the country in the Democratic Party. This would be humorous if they weren't chanting it. All over the country. You know, you look at what Nancy Pelosi said. And about people that she doesn't like now and she's coming after you. I mean Nancy Pelosi she, she, she genuinely hates you. And she made it clear in the last couple of days Beto is running for for Senate in a, in a state and he's, and he's got a legit he's a legitimate candidate against Ted Cruz. make no mistake about this. There is an angry appetite to destroy Donald Trump and Beto is running not really against Ted Cruz as much as he's running against Donald Trump. And what he just said was is vote for me and I'll help overthrow government. Impeaching someone because you don't like them. Impeaching someone because he didn't vote for, you didn't vote for him or you don't like him or you don't want it whatever however you want to say it? That's you had a free and fair election. You had someone that was elected in a free election. Free and fair election. And they say, well, we want to overthrow a free and fair election. Beto is saying, if you vote for me, I will then go to Washington and I will impeach the president because I don't like him. I don't like him. This is the Democratic Party, the party that they claim, oh, we're tolerant of other people's viewpoints. We are tolerant of other people's thoughts. We just want you to be tolerant of our thoughts. We just want you to be tolerant of what we believe in. We just want you to be tolerant of what we think is okay. That's all we want you to do. We just want you to be tolerant of us. Wait, you get elected, we'll throw you out of office. You get elected in a free and fair election? No, we're going to say that you should be impeached. We're going to say that you didn't really win it because the popular vote, which is meaningless and has been meaningless for decades, we're going to, throw, you vote for us and we will literally overthrow a government without having any reason to do it legally because we will go in there and say we don't like. And that's what they're running off of is pure hatred and the idea that we should, in fact, overthrow a government. If you are a Democrat and you're in favor of this, Impeaching a president because you lost an election, you don't like him. You are advocating for overthrowing a government. Donald Trump, whether you like it or not, won an election, a free and fair election, whether you like it or not. I did not like it when Barack Obama was president for eight years, but I never once mentioned overthrowing the government. I lost an election fair and square. Barack Obama won, not once, but twice. I respected the office of the president. I respected how our democracy works. I respected the voters. They don't respect anybody. You know, you look at at what Beto just did here. This is how little the Democratic Party really on ideas right now has to offer. Beto has one thing to offer. Vote for me and I will overthrow the government. Yeah, and the and the left loves it. This is the same party that believes that one one thousand twenty-fourth of a possibility of being an Indian makes you a minority. Can you imagine if a Republican would have lied about being a Cherokee Indian? Native American would have, would have gotten jobs because of it, would have been listed as faculty and staff and received awards and acknowledgements and celebrations as being the first woman to be tenured at this school and that school as a Native American and lied about their entire life and taken away scholarships and jobs and opportunities because they lied about their heritage and then did a stupid you know, let's mail order a DNA test that says I might be, keyword might be, one 1024th Indian, and then treat that as fact. They'd be calling for that person to resign. Oh no, but Elizabeth Warren, she's a hero. Elizabeth Warren is a, is a hero, I tell you, a hero of the people. Elizabeth Warren is a great Indian. Doesn't look like an Indian. It doesn't matter. She's one one-thousandth possibly of an Indian. And we stand behind her, Elizabeth Warren, because she's a great American uh, Indian. Yeah, she's Cherokee by God. She's a minority. She's as white as it come. If somebody on the right had done this, the, the, the left would have destroyed them screaming racism the entire time. How many of them have called her a racist? I mean, I, look, I'm white. I know I'm white. That's what I am. Own it, Elizabeth. Stop. Stop. You know, I, I would argue that I'm not even sure Elizabeth Warren would have ever made it in any form of politics. In any capacity in politics, if it wasn't for her actually lying. I'm not sure she would have been a professor teaching at all of these courses if it wasn't for her Lying at the Ivy Leagues about who she actually was and what her heritage actually was. 1 381 3811. 1 381 3811. Let's get to your phone calls on this uh, and see what you think about it. Let me go to, to Guy. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello, sir.
4: Uh, ben,
5: how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, did did she get any discounts for that?
1: For for what thing?
5: For college or anything?
1: I did not. I was a white guy. I got no discounts. I had to pay more.
5: No, no. Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas.
1: Yes, she got scholarships, minority scholarships. She got minority funding. She got jobs because she was a minority in college that she never would have received if she was just an actual white person, which she is. She profited. Her entire career is based on a lie that she is a minority, that she is not. That's what people need to understand. Her entire career is, is literally based on a lie. Every campaign she's ever won was this. I'm Cherokee. I'm this. You don't understand. I've been struggling. And, you know, I, I as a minority, I I know how hard it is to make it in this country. And as a minority and a woman and, and she played both up, I mean, she exploited the woman card, feminism and race to her advantage. And that's hard to do.
5: I mean, I people sir. just said they were like ten percent or something, and tried to do that to be a laughing stock. Uh,
1: again, look at look at Beto. This guy running against Ted Cruz in Texas. This is a guy that wasn't even allowed to join the the Hispanic Caucus because they said you're not Hispanic. But yep, now they're like, yeah, this dude's Hispanic. Beto sounds like it. Let's go with it. It's Hispanic enough for us. Let's see if we can get a, a bunch of. People that want illegal immigrants to stay in this country legally, and let's get all these Democrats to vote for a guy. We got a guy that looks like a Hispanic guy. That's a white guy. I mean, this is this is this is Democrat. Don't don't tell me Democrats care about minority issues. They will abuse you any way they can on a minority issue. They don't they don't care. It, 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 they don't care that Beto's not actually Hispanic. They don't care that a that. that Elizabeth Warren is not Native American. If it works for that moment in time to get someone to go in and push a button for you, that's really all they care about. one 381 3811 Bob, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead. Hey,
3: good evening. A similar parallel to your Saudi analogy uh, before... There's a site on human trafficking. Danielle Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. There's a caption that says "corruption." Two. You drag it to the last 15 minutes of the
1: timeline. Man. All right. Well, look, we're we're not going to promote YouTube videos here, guys. Dump that. Come on. I'm not here to I'm not here to promote your YouTube. Seriously. You wait online for an hour for that? And the best part is, no one even gets to hear it. I love the dump button, Deborah. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi.
6: Hey, how you doing, Ben? It's great to hear you. You're doing a great job. I miss Thank Mark you, Michael Uh, but listen, uh, I agree with you 100%. I love President Trump. I've changed from Democrat to Republican. I don't know. The Democrats have all gone crazy. And I do not agree with, well, I agree with President Trump and not letting this caravan of illegal aliens come over into this country illegally, like you were saying earlier about you have two friends that came over here and did it the right way. That's the way it ought to be done. And I heard, I listen a lot to the radio, and I heard earlier today on one of the shows that these people are actually getting paid to do this. And so I guess George Soros... I mean, I, I wouldn't that, be
1: surprised, and I don't know who they're being paid for. I don't care, but it wouldn't be surprising to me.
6: So I, I don't think I don't think they need to come over here. Uh, and I, I just, you know, I, I love that we finally have a president who is standing up for the United States of America, for us Americans, and doing the right thing. And uh, one of the I got a quick question, because I've been listening a lot about this American journalist. Can you please tell me the only thing I'm trying to find out is what did he go in the embassy for? How did they get him in there?
1: Do you know? So it was It was under the false pretense, and if, I think it was under some, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a divorce document, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? I think that's how they lured him in there to sign some stuff. Oh, and, okay. And then, and then that was the end of it. I mean, once he got in there, he was killed. He was dismembered, tortured, and was, I, I have no reason to believe that's not what happened.
6: Yeah, it was brutal. It was really brutal. Well, thank you so much, and uh, have a good day.
1: Thank you. Great to talk to you, and I appreciate you listening tonight. one 381-3811. We'll come back, get your reaction to Beto now saying, you vote for me in Texas against Ted Cruz, and I will go to Washington, and I will help impeach Donald Trump. <laughs> that's that's now why Democrats, just vote for me, I'll impeach him. I have no other ideas. Just vote for me, and I will impeach him. one Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark in So you want to know how Democrats think they're going to win in Texas against Ted Cruz? It's say vote for me and I'll go to D.C. and I'll impeach the president because you don't like him and I don't like him. This is Beto, the guy that's one one thousandth Hispanic, but by golly, we're going to make him into full Hispanic by the end of this election.
5: Here's
6: His he question had to say. was about impeachment, and you said in July that you would, as a member of the House right now, vote to impeach. Have you changed your mind?
7: I haven't. Um, let, let me let me put it this way: um, there may be an open question as to whether. The president, then the candidate, sought to collude with the Russian government in 2016. But to quote George Will, very conservative columnist, when we saw him on that stage in Helsinki, defending Vladimir Putin, the head of the country that attacked our democracy in 2016, instead of this country and its citizens and this amazing democracy, that was collusion in action. You may have wondered when he fired James Comey, the principal investigator, into what happened in that election, whether that was an attempt to obstruct justice. But when, by broad daylight, on Twitter, he asked his Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, to end the Russia investigation, I would say that's obstruction in action. Ultimately, however, Dana, this is a political question. A Republican colleague of mine in the House will have to come before an audience like this and explain to her constituents or his constituents how they just voted to impeach the president of their own party, how they put their country ahead of their career or their next election or the politics of the moment. The best course to get there so that every member has all the facts and that they are compelling enough to do the right thing is to allow the full independence and integrity of but, the Bob Mueller investigation. But you've already
1: I just love it. Vote for me. I'll I'll impeach him. But don't worry. It'll be based in facts. I'm not going to jump ahead here. I'm going to look at the facts, but there's enough facts to impeach him, so I'll impeach him. <laughs> Tony, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead.
5: Ben, how you doing, sir? Doing well. Good. Hey, um, I'm in Texas, and uh, this guy's a knucklehead. Okay, I just got to say it. He is. You know, during the second debate, he wanted to uh, he wanted to come out, try and throw the uh, Lion Ted line around to Ted Cruz. And, you know, here's a guy who's uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, who wants to pass himself off as being a a minority. He's uh, he caused an accident while he was drunk. And uh, attempted to and, and
1: lied scene. about it, and lied about fleeing and the lied scene. about it, and everybody, yeah. even the Washington Post, gave it. I think it was for Pinocchio, saying yes. the guy. I mean, the, the guy lied about being in a DUI and fleeing the scene of it, and then saying, yes. "No, I never did it. I never did that." When he clearly
5: did, and the police report shows that he did. And then on top of that, you've got this whole thing about law enforcement being the new Jim Crow, and he got busted on that. Yep. The crawfish said he never said it, but oh, there's video. Uh, so he's burned on that. How does this guy have the stones to say anybody else is a liar? Uh, he
1: when he used the well, he I'm used the, the lie in the debate the other night for people around the country. That just so you know, what you're talking about. He used the lying Ted line, uh, trying yes. to dub Ted Cruz lying Ted, which was that same uh, verbiage that Donald Trump used. Uh, by the way, Donald Trump's coming down to Texas to campaign uh, on, uh, on, on Monday with Ted Cruz. I hope it has a huge impact in Texas because uh, so goes the Senate, I believe, goes Texas. And the people in Texas pay attention to like, You better get out and vote because I believe this thing's a lot closer than people realize. It's scary how many people are going to vote for Beto. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back.
0: ground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hour three, nice to have you with us, Ben Ferguson, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, and he will be back with you on Monday, I can promise you that, you don't even have to wait, by the way, till Monday. Because there will be a brand new life, liberty, and leven this Sunday night, Fox News, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you join Mark for that, but he will be back with you next week on Monday. All right, this is something that's been irking me all day, so I'm just going to deal with it right now. Disney, I can't even believe I'm going to talk about this, but it actually is an issue that needs to be talked about. Are you offended by Disney movies? Are you offended by Cinderella? Well, Hollywood now says you should be. Disney stars, Kristen Bell, and another Disney star, Miss Knightley, have given now their voice, not just to several Disney characters, and their voices are amazing in the movies they do. I'll give them full credit there. But now they're giving their voice, and not their Disney voices, to some of the Disney movies saying they don't like them, and the message it gives to your kids. Now, Miss Bell is the voice of the Princess Anna in the animated film Frozen. She recently told Parent Magazine that Snow White is too trusting of strangers by taking the apple from the witch. In the movie from 1937. She's also very unhappy that the prince kisses the sleeping princess without previous consent. Yeah, get your head around that for just a moment. So we're going back, and this is what Hollywood's outraged about. A Disney movie from 1937 That's a movie with not real humans in it, and they're unhappy that the prince kissed a sleeping princess without the previous consent of the prince from 1937. From 1937, this, my friends, is when you know the Me Too movement has gone off the rails completely. This is part of the Me Too movement. We're now dissecting 1937 Disney movies with a G rating and saying that we are offended by the fact that a prince in a story about a prince and a princess, who clearly the princess had no problem with the prince kissing her, that's the whole point of the whole deadgum stupid story in the first place, we now need to, because we're social justice warriors and hear me roar as a feminist activist actress, You need to warn your kid about a prince kissing a princess without her previous consent, and we're going to stop this movie from terrorizing the nation that was made in 1937 that's animated, by golly. How are you supposed to deal with this with your kids or your grandkids? Well, speaking about it, she says she reads Disney stories to her own children, and she gets offended, and then she corrects it. Every time we close Snow White, I look at my girls and ask, do you think that it's weird that Snow White didn't ask the old witch why she needed to eat the apple? Or where she got the apple from? Kristen Bell added that she tells her kids not to take food from strangers as Snow White does in the story. Okay, look, I'll let that one go, okay? Fine. Hey... This is a story. It's not real life. You're not a princess. He's not a prince. Let's just ruin everything for kids. Let's ruin imagination. Let's, let's just immediately, when they come out of the womb, start indoctrinating them to be paranoid of every person, everything, and everything should have a consent involved, including the damn apple. Miss Bell also slammed Snow White. This movie, from 1937, for the scene where the prince kisses the sleeping princess without asking permission, and this is Me Too in 2018, folks. If you don't think they're trying to, I mean, I mean, the 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 fact that we went from legitimate arguments, uh, legitimate cases, where I I def protect and defend and advocate for the Me Too movement, Bill Cosby, Hollywood. Producer, what was that guy's name that's in jail, going to jail? What's his name? Harvey Weinstein. Thank you. Those types of predators. Totally on board with you, Miss Bell. Totally on board. You lose me at Snow White. You lose me at scenes from 1937 that are animated where the prince kisses a sleeping princess without asking permission. Now, if you want to be really annoying, I'll go there. Let's talk about Kristen Bell's movies. Let's talk about what she's been in. Go to IMDB, isn't that what it's called, something like that? Yeah. Let's just talk about what she's been in. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, there were some consent issues there. Veronica Mars, there were some consent issues there. There's a lot of making out and stuff that went on those. You going to critique your own movies? Family Guy, you're the voice of Martha. You want to critique family Guy? Uh, let's talk about A Bad Mom's Christmas. I think there were some women in there that kissed other women without consent asking permission. I'm pretty sure in A Bad Mom's Christmas, there were some moms who sexualized men and slapped them on the A double S. In Bad Mom's, the original movie, watch the movie and look at how many different things happen in that movie without consent. Including what you could argue was sexual harassment of one of the dudes, which by the way had no problem with it because he was getting the attention of some hot moms. But consent matters, by golly. And if we're gonna go all the way back to 1937 and make a big deal out of Snow White, then we sure better apply that to your own movie reel, Mrs. Bell. She was also, wasn't she in a TV series, and I'm quoting, wasn't it called Play It Again, Dick? I'll let you guys do that research. She was in Parks and, she was in Parks and Recreation after she was in Play It Again, Dick. She was also in a movie, were not The Lifeguards? I think there was some sex stuff in there. Superhero speed dating. She was in a, she was a fake supergirl in movie 43. Go see if there's any issues in that movie with lack of consent before someone kisses somebody. Go look at Gossip Girls, a TV series from 07, 2012. See if anybody kissed anybody in the Gossip Girls without their consent asking, may I kiss you before I kiss you? Because you can't even read things now. What else was she in besides? Oh, she was in Scream 4 as Chloe. I, was there any consent issues in that movie before someone kissed somebody, grabbed something? Party Down, she was in that one. When in Rome, I wonder if there was any consent issues there. Assassin's Creed, I think she was a hottie in the video game once. Just throwing that out there. Couples Retreat. I know there was some sexual stuff in Couples Retreat without consent. So you're going to let your kids watch your own movies? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I'm pretty sure there was some consent issues with holding hands, kissings or grabbing of sexual parts of the body then you're going to you're going to critique that? I'm not defending Disney. I'm defending sanity on this one. If you're going to go out there and you're going to attack Disney and you're going to say that Disney is putting your kids' life in danger and that your daughters need to know that that prince is some sort of... I mean, you're, in, you're, you're telling your kids at an extremely young age that that man is a predator. that kissed the princess. That's what you're doing. That's what you're saying. That's not a world I want to live in. And not only that, go look at your own movie reel. I mean, good Lord. Look at your own movie reel. Look at what is in your own movie reel. Look at your own resume at how many different forms. Foul, movies you have produced with sexual humor out the yin-yang that had all sorts of scenarios without consent. You're going you're gonna to lecture your kids about your own movies that make millions of dollars that have made you famous so that you now have this platform to call out Snow White and The Prince and Snow White? And people wonder why I am terrified of liberalism in this country. 1-877-381-3811. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. love, Levin. Ben show, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight, and Mark will be back with you on Monday. Rarely do I give a rat's in what people in Hollywood think, but uh, this one is I had to comment on it. You got now people out there that work for Disney that do, the, do literally the voices for Disney saying, I got to warn my children about the prince and the princess and the unconsenting kiss in Snow White from 1937. This is the same woman that did the movie Bad Moms where there's a whole lot of no consent involved by a bunch of drunk women who are getting after some men. You're going to warn your girls about that? Hypocrisy much? Second thing, if you're going to really be honest with your kids... And you sit there afterwards and you say these things to them like, well, you know, that, you know that, that's wrong for the prince to kiss the princess. She was in a comatose under a curse and the way to get her out of the curse was a kiss. It's clearly not real life. It's obviously not real life. But remember, you should take advice on how to raise your children. From a girl that's been in one of the famous actresses in bad moms. And what was that other show that we were talking about earlier? I'm quoting, what was the name of that show? Come on, Mr. Producer, you know you watched every episode. Something with the word dick in it. I need the whole name. What was it, what was it, What it, what was it called? Play it again, Dick. She started in that one. Yeah, go do a little go go just go do a little research on that one. Couples retreat. I'm pretty sure there was a few moments in that one without consent. But no, I'll make money doing all this and then I'll grandstand and then I'll tell my kids, "Listen, doctor, that prince shouldn't have kissed that princess in 1937. That's where we are in this country nowadays." Play it again, Dick. That's the TV show she started in. <laughs> I mean, what? What? I don't even. What was it about? Do you even know what the like? There was one season of it. Do you even know what it was about? I don't either. All right, it's it. it sucked. But you know what? Let's just. There was motorcycles and hot chicks and lack of consent involved. But hey, cash that check, sweetheart. I can't say sweetheart. They'll they'll get mad at me for that. Cast that check, hypocritical mom. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is the world this is liberalism. We now are going to attack Disney from 1937 and, and and we'll get front page for this. This is USA Today, LA Times, all the other ones there. Someone said I'm not being sensitive to the real struggles of young women. If a dude's kissing you without your consent I am on your side. I am not going to be on your side complaining about a movie from 1937 that is clearly animated and not real life, where the princess is the only way she's going to get out of a coma is through a kiss, which we all know is also not reality. Headline USA Today. Kristen Bell thinks Snow White tells kids the wrong message about strangers and consent. Kristen Bell, the voice of the Princess Anna in Frozen, told Parents Magazine she loves reading to her daughters, and who are three and five, when they're cuddled up like meerkats. But Bell said she's not 100% comfortable with the classic Disney princess tales. I would never take food from a stranger is her first issue with the whole apple thing. All right, I'll give you that one. She also asks her daughters about the Snow White book when talking about consent when it comes to, at best, Prince Charming, presumptuous behavior. Don't you think, she says to her kids, that it's weird that the prince kisses Snow White without her permission, question mark, because you cannot kiss someone if they're sleeping. I worry for the world that my kids are growing up in. I really do. I I, I mean, this... that, That public service announcement is brought to you by one of the stars of Bad Moms, Bad Christmas, and play it again, Dick. There you go. Barbara. Thanks for waiting. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Go ahead.
8: Hi, Ben. Good evening. I
9: wanted to comment um, on the illegals trying to come across the border.
1: Yes, they're, also- they're on their way right now. They want to come give you a warm illegal hug.
9: Oh, no way. I did research on it for three years, so I, I wrote quite a bit of information on it. And- Barbara, hold on.
1: I didn't realize that. I got the music playing. Don't hang up. I'll come right back. We'll pick up the conversation. One eight seven seven. We'll talk about Donald Trump wanting to send the military to the border to protect it from these migrants. I'm sorry, not migrants. These illegal immigrants heading towards our border. We'll be right back.
2: The champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811.
1: Wanna remind you, Mark Levin, will be back with you on Monday. Uh, and if you don't want to wait that long, set your DVR or watch Mark live. A brand new episode of Life, Liberty, and Levin is going to be this Sunday on Fox News, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Really nice to be with you. It's always an honor to fill in for Mark. Uh, ben Ferguson with you. And, and again, I love keeping up with you guys. Uh, I'm reading a lot of your tweets, uh, on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. You can follow me there on Facebook as well, Ben Ferguson Show uh as well. I want to get straight back to your phone calls, uh, back to this other issue. Uh the president has said today very clearly that if Mexico doesn't stop these illegal immigrants crossing the border, he will send the military to stop this migrant caravan. He said, "I am watching the Democratic Party led because they want open borders and existing weak laws assault on our country by Guatemala, Honduras and El Salvador." whose leaders are doing little to stop this large flow of people, including many criminals, from entering Mexico to the U.S. In addition to stopping all payments to these countries, which seem to have almost no control over their population, I must, in the strongest of terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught. And if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close our southern border. The assault on our country at our southern border, including the criminal elements and drugs pouring in, is far more important to me as president than the trade or the USMCA. Hopefully, Mexico will stop this onslaught at their northern border. All Democrats fault for weak laws. Now, is the president spot on for doing this? I would say absolutely. Absolutely. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven I want to go uh, back to Barbara Barbara, go ahead with your point.
9: Ben this has been my passion for twenty years, and I've written on it, and I ran for office on it and multiple things, but I studied it for three years down here. I live in Houston, I've been a victim of of six years ago. There are thousands of cases that are coming that don't even make it to the books where I had one come in my house with knife in hand and almost killed me that aren't even making it to the court system. I beg president Trump to listen to all of Texans that they are, they are pouring over the borders. I have begged for 10 years that he close the Southern border because we are getting inundated with or They aren't even making it to the court docket. And I wanted to tell you super fast. We are so excited about tickets to the Trump rally Monday night they've moved the venue from NRG to Toyota Center. You cannot imagine how pumped Texans are with they're,
1: Oh, they are they are so thrilled about this. Um and, and look, I, I think I, I talk I talked to Trump and, and he's pumped and he's 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 a big fan of Ted Cruz. They buried the hatchet since the presidential primary got nasty. They're on the same team, they're working together. Um, you also have uh, a great working relationship between the two on Capitol Hill, uh, and they have a very good relationship, the vice president and Ted Cruz and, and even Donald Trump Jr. has come oh. down and helped and helped out Ted Cruz as well. Uh, and I think what you're going to see on Monday night is getting the people in Texas fired up to beat uh, this candidate that wants open borders I- and says, vote for me and I'll impeach Donald Trump, which is not how this country's laws work.
9: Well, and he wants to, Vito wants to take our guns. You don't take our guns in Texas. Nine out of ten people carry. Yes. Legally carry. You don't come here and say you're going to take our guns. I predict, Ben, that it is going to be a landslide victory across I,
1: I the I hope you're right, but I'm, I am I am cautious about it because I think that we were in trouble just from not paying attention. Uh, people feel secure. And, and I, I tried to explain this the other day on TV. I said the reason why Democrats are doing well is because they're as mad as we were when Obama was in office at the end, right? And yeah. so they're furious. They're at a fever pitch. A lot of people if you've got if you feel like things are under control and Donald Trump's the president and you feel good about it and you feel like he's doing the good job and doing the right thing and life's getting good and you can enjoy life, you're not as focused because you're not mad, you're not frustrated. I I believe that Ted Cruz was in serious trouble from just Lack of uh, of enthusiasm because people feel secure. It, they were comfortable in how things were going in Texas, how things were going in Washington with Donald Trump being the president. And now, uh, because of the character assassination of Brett Kavanaugh, because Democrats have already said they're campaigning on, you give us the control of the House or the Senate, we will impeach uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Donald Trump. It has re-engaged the base and fired them up, and that's why you're going to see this thing be sold out on Monday night. You're going to see standing room only. You're going to see thousands that won't get in in Houston on Monday night, and it, and, and 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 that is and it will be underreported by the media, guarantee it.
9: But there, and you should see the women down here, Ben. The women are furious with what happened to Kavanaugh because this could happen to everybody's husbands and sons and children. The women down here are so energized because they overplayed their hand. And and it's an ethical state. We're a loving state. We love our country down here. The women are very, very vocal down here. And we've got some strong conservative women. And well, I'm telling they,
1: you, I, I will say this. You better show up uh, in, in big numbers because I don't take anything for granted. I've seen far too many times where people think it's under control, and you get some... I mean, look at the flooding in Texas right now. A lot of rain in Texas right now. I always get concerned with weather on Election Day. People feel confident. Oh, I don't want to get out in the rain. I don't want to... I forgot to vote early, so I don't want to be in a line. All of those things can affect an election, and I say it again. If you don't want Ted Cruz... Uh, to Well, first of all, if you if you don't want a Democrat who wants to impeach Trump representing your state, then you better get your rear end gear. This Absolutely. is no joke. This is, and, and, and the amount of money that Beto has is part of the reason why he's doing so well. This is the same thing around the country. I mean, around the country, you have Democratic candidates. Phil Bredesen in Tennessee, for example, is a great example of this. An onslaught of Democratic funding from all over the country because they believe they can pick up a traditionally conservative seat, turn it into a Democratic seat, and they're going after Marsha Blackburn, for example, in Tennessee. And the people in Tennessee better wake up because I think that race is a lot tighter than people will realize. And I think Phil Bredesen could honestly... Pull it off. So you want control of the Senate. You better get your butts in gear. This is not a joke this time around. And don't be overconfident, because it is going to be a very intense night uh, on election night. And I do believe, I said this earlier, Barbara, i minute it. it I, I think the assa- character assassination of Brett Kavanaugh is as brutal as it was, and over the top, and crossing of the lines, and the and the perversion of the left to destroy somebody. I believe if that would not have happened, if it would not have happened, I think we would have lost the Senate. I think there's a pretty good chance we would have lost the house too i think there's a i think there's a good chance on both of those we would we would have lost one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven one eight seven seven three eight one 3811. Kathleen, you're on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Let's get back to the president here for a second. He says, in addition to stopping all payments to these countries, which seem to have almost no control over their population, referring these illegal immigrants coming to this country, he said, I must, in the strongest of terms, ask Mexico to stop this onslaught. And if unable to do so, I will call up the U.S. military and close our southern border. Is the president's tone spot on on this one?
8: Absolutely. We need to do that. My father worked for the U.S. Immigration Naturalization Service for the deportation of illegal and or unwanted aliens. And I can understand we need a mass amount of people on that border. Otherwise, they're just going to keep coming at us and as fast and as furious as they can. And these people are not law-abiding people. They don't care if they break the law. They're already breaking the law coming in.
1: Well, right. And they, they, all, they say they're not lawbreakers. Yes, you are. You come yes. in this country illegally. You are a lawbreaker.
8: Absolutely. That's the first law you broke. And the second law you're going to break is probably steal this, steal that, rape here, kill there. Because uh, there are some states who do not follow the law, don't care about the law. All they care about is packing it so that the Democrats can get votes.
1: Well, if you are losing elections and you can ship in new voters by giving them citizenship, which is their entire goal here, and, and, and solidify, you know your your position by giving out uh, citizenship, you're in a pretty good spot, and that's what Democrats' goal has been all along.
8: Yep. And I think the talk show hosts should start calling it not the Democratic Party, but the Democratic brown shirts. They are working just like the SS did in the 1930s. If they can't win somebody, they run them down, they run their reputation down, like they did with Kavanaugh. They plant stuff that is not true, like what they did against Trump. And they are the brown shirts, and they should be identified as the Democratic Brown shirts.
1: It's exactly what they are. Uh, I, you, you see now. You're a racist, Kathleen. You're, you You said brown. You're a racist. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
1: Trump has started a three-state campaign swing, pushing hard for GOP candidates. He will be in Texas on Monday. Uh, He is speaking right now in Montana at a rally there. Uh, In Montana, he is getting out on the road, doing everything he can, uh, whatever he can, to help Republicans gain seats or at least keep control of the House and the Senate Meanwhile, Democrats tonight are telling you that Disney is evil because in 1937 when the dwarfs were hanging out with Snow White and that prince kissed Snow White who was in a coma dying, she woke up and the Me Too movement has come after the Disney prince saying he didn't have Snow White's consent to kiss her. And you, and you wonder why I... You wonder, you wonder why I don't trust the left. You wonder why. This is why. It's scary. It is really, really scary what they will do. This is how crazy they will go. These are the same, and look, these are the same women that are involved in all sorts of movies here, complaining about this, that all these movies they in were involved with so all sorts of different non-consenting moments. Bad moms, non-consenting moments. But hey, let's not look at what they do for a living, because that would just not, I mean, let's just not do that. Rick, thanks for waiting. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Go ahead. Hey, Ben, thanks for having me on. I uh, uh, really enjoy your show.
3: Hey, thank you. I just you. had a quick question. Um, trying to gain some a little bit of understanding, and, and I, I mean, I know deep down what the answer is, but not from a, a logical standpoint, and that is, you know, a few years ago, Mr. Obama filed federal suit against the state of Arizona and Governor Brewer for trying to enforce immigration laws. They successfully argued that, immigration was the sole pur- purview of the uh, federal government, well, now we go back. And at that time, Cal- the state of California and a few other states joined with the federal government to win that argument. Well, now that Mr. Trump is there trying to actually enforce the immigration laws, some of these same states are t- suing and saying, oh, wait, we can do our own thing as well, such as California with the uh, uh, sanctuary cities.
1: Yeah, they do. It's it's because it's whenever they don't they, they, what people need to understand about liberals. They don't have a set of values they stick with. It's the values they think at that moment will help them the most. That's the reason why they're willing to do whatever. I mean, they're chameleons. You, liberals, it's easier to be a Democrat in politics because no one will ever criticize you for, for hypocrisy. No one will ever criticize you. For doing one thing or saying one thing one day one day, and doing the complete opposite the next day me I e- the, the part
3: the part where i'm confused is is it's is with the courts who who sit there and argue the whole the whole notion of starry diseases and stuff like this, yet those same courts are are stepping back, and in reality their decisions don't stand it,
1: well, you got to remember, we're talking about 10 years ago when Obama was talking about enforcing the border and that that issue Democrats thought was less popular to be anti-border security. Now, they're they have to go all in on it, Rick, because if they don't, eventually I think they'll keep losing the Republicans like Donald Trump. They need new voters in here and they need to give out amnesty and they need to do it quick. Hey, and if hey, you uh, had amnesty, I mean, look at Ted Cruz a perfect example with this Beto race. If all the illegal immigrants in Texas could vote, Ted Cruz would be done. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and you could argue that that there's virtually it's impossible to win a presidential election if you as a Republican don't win Texas for darn sure. And really, there's a very good chance every time for us to win. you got to win Florida because you're never going to win California. Well, if you can turn Texas to the Dems, Florida to the Dems, those three states... You, it's, it's virtually impossible to do math that makes it where a Republican could win the White House. So all you need to do to switch Texas over is just get the illegal immigrants that are there the ability to vote. And then you've got it. The same way that you have it in California. The same exact way. By the way, we got some very important breaking news. Rosie O'Donnell, you know who she is. Very serious commentator. She was just on MSNBC, Deadline White House. And she had some very, um, insightful words and commentary and analysis about the 2000 midter- 2018 midterms elections. Here is Rosie O'Donnell, the liberal of the day, with some great advice. An analysis for this upcoming election. Listen to this.
9: He's doing that to scare every journalist here, who he calls enemy of the people, as we all know. He's doing that, right? Here's a guy who was tortured and killed, a journalist who was speaking badly of KSM, and he doesn't respond. Why? I'm sure that's his wet dream, to think what could he possibly do to scare journalists from not printing bad news about him, which is also equivalent to the truth about him.
1: So now Donald Trump wants to kill American journalists. Per Rosie O'Donnell. And doesn't want to, and wants to scare journalists. O'Donnell says he's doing that to scare every journalist here. Who he calls enemy of the people. As we all know, he's doing that. Here's a guy who has, who has tortured and killed a journalist. And this is Donald Trump's wet dream to scare all journalists the same way. That would inspire you tonight. I- I don't know what I can do. I'm done. Mark Venn will be back with you on Monday. It's always great to spend some time with you. If you want to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show, have a great night.